On today's episode, we would like to acknowledge the land that we are recording on, the land of the Wajak Noongar people. Shay Diaz, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> and hello, this is also Shay Diaz, welcome to the podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to Avant Garde Macabre. I am your host, Lily, and I have a very special guest here. Hello, my name is Bridget, and I will be the co-host on today's episode. So, Bridget, what's new? Just here with you, me old pal. So, have you been keeping up to date with the whole Lizzo drama? Insane. What are your thoughts? Guilty! Guilty! Guilty as charged! Guilty! I don't know. I'm really disappointed because I really, I quite liked her as an artist. It's a bit disappointing. So, lots more to come on that one, I think. Interesting. And what about the whole Ariana Grande SpongeBob thing? She's pretty much, essentially, she. Left her husband, got divorced. Oh, I did hear this, yeah. Yeah, and then now she's shacked up with her co-host for Wicked, who... It's exactly like her brother, Frankie Grant. Yes! That is, that's <laughs> sent to me. That actually is sick. Absolutely sick. sick. <laughs> what in the flowers and attic shit is this? Like, honestly. Truly. Truly. I don't know. It's all a bit... Mm. How bizarre. Mm. Mm. It's a weird one, though. Yeah. I don't... She got Mac Miller, may he rest in peace. Yeah. Pete Davidson. Now her. Big Sean as well. Big Sean. And Naya Rivera. So she has quite a, like, quite a, um, a history of stealing people's men. Mm. I don't know. Are we surprised? No. No. And then the SpongeBob. <laughs> I love how it doesn't have a name. <laughs> Just a SpongeBob's ex wife has come out being like, Ariana's not a girl's girl. Oh. She's really I not. did say that too. She's yeah. not. She's not. She has her own agenda, always. Yeah. And then there was the whole drama with Doja Cat telling her fans that she hates them and she released those albums so she could sit on the beach with her family and she's dating that really problematic, uh, I think he's a YouTuber or something. Mm. What are your thoughts on Doja Cat? Look, personally, I'm a Doja Cat stan Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like she doesn't owe her fans anything. Okay. Mm. Because if you take away the fans, she's still Doja Cat. She's still got her amazing music, still got her holsties. Um, and I think that sometimes fans expect too much yeah. from the artist, you know? She's a person too. She is. She's a person is. too. Although, although, like her social relationships. Yeah, like, truly. It's true though, like she doesn't mm. know them. Mm. She, she is a bit of an icon. Mm, she is. She's serving as she a is. Banks right Yeah, now. truly. Like, so is her. Really really <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, I think so too. Another question. Mm. What do you picture your perfect alien to look like? I'm, <laughs> I'm picturing like a young Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think aliens fuck? <sighs> like scary so movie with so many ways. The finger in the <laughs> mouth. <laughs> That's why I hope they fuck. Can we watch that movie after? Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the filming of the movie Poltergeist. Do you remember watching that as kids? Yes, I have vivid, distinct memories of being kids and mum dragging us into the lounge room and making us watch. 80s horror films on the big old the box blob. TV. The Blob, uh, The Exorcist, um, It, the original It. Oh, so good. Um, and Poltergeist was the one that I think terrified me the most. You scared the shit Yeah, out me of too. Me. Every single time the TV went on to static, back oh. when we had those big box TVs, used to give Terrifying. me the creeps. 
I haven't watched it since. No, nor have I. Nor have I. I don't really want to. No, neither do I. And I, especially after researching this, yeah. I don't want a bar of it. Yeah, there's so much scandal and so much history around this film. Oh, it's kind of disgusting. Mm. Let's get into it. Right. You ready? Okay. Let's go. <gasps> yeah! Yeah! So a lot of people swear that the franchise was cursed and others believe it was just a series of misfortunate events. We will go through events that transpired and the reasons that people believe the set was haunted. So have a listen and let us know at the end what you think. Haunted or just a series of unfortunate events? Mm. Lemony, lemony, lemony. Yes, I do. Iconic. Oh, the books. The books. So the original Poltergeist was directed by Toby Hooper and it was written by the incredible Steven Spielberg. Uh, it was released in June of 1982. Spielberg is often credited with inventing the blockbuster and he is well known for films such as Jaws, E.T. and Indiana Jones amongst many others. The film was a commercial success and even went on to be nominated for three Academy Awards, which was amazing for its time. That's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. What I consider to be an even bigger achievement is that the Spice Girls paid homage to the film in their music video for Too Much in 1997. So the movie revolves around the Freeling family who were haunted by a ghost. And from memory, it was... The whole premise was that it was built in an Indian burial ground. Yes, and they weren't told prior to moving in. Um, and then all this weird shit starts happening to the, to the family. Yeah, um, from, shit literally starts to be yeah, literally. Rumours have plagued, I guess, Hollywood that the movie has been incredibly cursed for years and years, and there are like several reasons why. Mm. We'll go into it, um, everything that happened and why they do think it was cursed, but there was this one iconic scene. Do you remember this? When mm. the swimming pool outside is suddenly flooded during yeah. the storm. This is awful. This is such so a terrifying scene. So awful. So the mother, who was played by Jo Beth Williams, slips and falls into the pool, and this is what is said about the scene. She said, I always assumed the skeletons were made by the prop department. A few years later, I ran into those special effects guys and I said, you guys making all those skeletons, that must have been really amazing. He replied, oh, we didn't make oh. those. <laughs> they were real. Oh my God. <laughs> that is sick and twisted. Sick, sick puppy. So get this, there was a lawsuit against Spielberg for apparently ripping off someone else's idea. So the makeup and special effects guy, Craig Redden, had to go under oath in court and discuss the special effects. The reason the skeletons were used is because they were cheaper. He said, I acquired a number of actual biological surgical skeletons. They're for hanging in classrooms for study. Oh my god. (laughs) These are actual skeletons from people. I think the bones were acquired from India. But at any rate, we got 13 of them. Why would you get 13 That's as well? too many. It's such a cursed such a number. Cursed number. It's such a dark film. Couldn't you get 14 or 12? Anything. 69. 11. <laughs> Why? Anything. Why 13? Who, this fucking idiot. Why would you walk in and be like, give, give me 13 calls? 13 skeletons. 13 please, skeletons, please. Why? I don't know. No wonder this movie was cursed. Oh, no wonder this series of unfortunate events started right? to <laughs> They bought it on themselves. Yeah. So this dude went and got like 13 of these skeletons and he said, we dressed them up so they didn't, didn't look bleached, cleaned and bolted together. But instead, we wanted them to look like disintegrating cadavers. That is so macabre. I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand why either. Why would you? That would be allowed these days. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't even understand 
ethically how you can go and buy 13 skeletons if you're not a high school biology teacher. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, just like another side note, that really makes me scared to then like donate my body. Yes. Did you hear about that guy in the morgue that was something in America? Oh my God. What happened? Oh no. So he was getting bodies from morgues and he was oh. selling them on the black market. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah, this and what, his work in the morgue. I'm pretty sure it was like this whole scandal. Oh, hell. You need like a working with children's check for, <laughs> <laughs> for dead bodies. <laughs> if you shit know. like this is happening. Uh, so I know that we briefly touched on it earlier, but another thing to note is that the whole premise of this film is that the house is built on an old indigenous burial ground. Um, it's also quite antagonistic to roll up spirits. The land on which the movie was filmed belongs to the Chumash. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Uh, Chumash people, so it's not entirely far-fetched to assume that it actually was on ancient burial ground. Okay, so this is like the start of the events and where everything starts getting a bit crazy. So there's so many awful things that happened um, while filming and after the films had been um, released. But one of the first things that happened was Oliver Robbins, who played the middle child Robbie, nearly actually lost his life on set. So there's this scene in the first film where he's getting strangled by this awful, disgusting so toy clown. Scary. It is so cursed. Like think of think of those disgusting like op shop clowns that you got in the nineties. That's exactly what this one looks like. Um, so he had had that as his little friend, and he actually nearly got strangled by this clown. So the clown was animatronic. Animatronic. I know, it's such a hard word. No, it's fine. Brilliant. Animatronic. And during one of the scenes, everyone on set thought that Oliver's acting was so great. But it wasn't until he started going purple that they actually realised the arm of the doll was caught on his neck and was really choking him. I hate that. Yeah. That makes me sick. It's cursed. Yum. So they wouldn't have actually noticed it unless um, Steven Spielberg didn't pick up on it. So he noticed through the camera that he was getting choked while everyone else was giving this kid a round of applause. <laughs> and Steven Spielberg, <laughs> Steven Spielberg was like, get that kid off. He dying. Well, yeah, everyone would have been like, oh, look, he's so what? Give this man an Oscar. Like, he's doing so well. Uh, You're doing amazing, sweetie. Doing amazing. I kind of find out he's literally <laughs> dying. Dying. Can you imagine if he actually passed away, though? Mm. It's like the woman in porn that died during a Bukaki scene. Have you heard of that? No. Like, she literally drowned in cum. Fuck off. Yeah, and the, um, the director. I know, I know. The director was like, well done, well done, but she was actually choking on, no uh, on a heap of cum. Anyway, weird little segue. Respect. <laughs> So, Joe Beth Williams, who played the matriarch in the film, is insistent that the house she stayed in whilst filming was haunted. She would come home to find her paintings lopsided and falling off the walls. Oh. She also said sometimes her bed would shake. She would fix the paintings and then go off to set only to come home and find them skewered again. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's actually my nightmare. Mm. Awful. I would quit there there. Yes, I Bye. Bye. James Kahn, who was hired to write the novel for the film, also had a really eerie experience. He was working in Spielberg's office when writing about Thunder and Lightning. As he was doing this, thunder crashed at his window and the lights began to flicker. The back of the air conditioner unit burst and it struck him and the video games in the office turned on and started playing. And he actually noted that um, every time he tried to play his video games um, after this event, they just played on their own. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah, awful. So they just started playing at random intervals during the evening. At this point, I'm, I'm, I'm already leaning towards this is like horrifically cursed. Yeah. And we haven't even like... This is like we haven't even guys. touched on it. <laughs> this is just like random shit that's happening. Like this is... Oh my god. It gets god. worse. 
So Dominic Dunn also reported seeing a bookshelf tip over and books flying across the room. So Dominic played the sister. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to go into what actually happened to her. It's actually quite horrific. Mm -hmm. So trigger warning for domestic violence. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's so sad. Yeah, it's awful. It's so sad. So Dominic Dunn was born on November 23rd, 1959, making her a Sagittarius. So. She grew up in Santa Monica, California, the youngest of three siblings. What makes this even sadder is, out of the five children her parents Ellen and Dominic had, only three of them survived infancy. Dominic was just getting started in her career, and I'm sure if she was around today, we would have seen a lot more from her. She got her first break in Poltergeist as the eldest sister, Dana Freeling, quickly solidifying her as a horror movie icon. Dunn was looking forward to starring in the two sequels of the Poltergeist films, but something happened before production started. In 1981, Dominique was at a party where she first met a man named Thomas Sweeney. Sweeney was a sous chef at Ma Maison. Ma Maison was on Melrose Avenue and popular amongst the Hollywood elite. This restaurant was so exclusive, the menus were painted by artist David Hockney and frequented by the likes of Michael Caine and Goldie Hawn. Oh, that's slay. Oh, yeah. Big slay. <laughs> uh, the two began dating and a few weeks into their love affair they moved in together unfortunately the relationship soon turned sour due to Sweeney's possessiveness and control a story we hear much too Way often too often and that's a big just to cut in like mm. big red flag moving in after yeah huge few weeks yeah. this was before the term love bombing but that's exactly what that was back then yeah so Dominique was filming a TV show called Hill Street Blues um, and in the show she played an abused teenage mother so it's known and rumoured that her bruises on film were real and they were actually caused by her partner, Sweeney. Have you seen the photos? They're awful. Mm, terrible. Uh, in one of their many arguments, uh, it turned violent and in August 1982, he pulled out large sections of her hair by the roots. Dominique fled to her mother's house, but eventually she went back home to him. In September 1982, one of Dominique's friends had to intervene during an attack where Sweeney was found strangling her. She managed to escape out the bathroom window and into her car. Despite Thomas jumping on the hood of her car, she managed to flee. So on October 30th, 1982, a few weeks after they'd broken up again, Dune was at her West Hollywood home rehearsing for the miniseries V with actor David Packer. She was speaking to one of her female friends on the phone when I think he was able to like cut into the conversation through an operator, which I don't know much about 90s, high tech, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I didn't even know that you were able to do that no. back in the day. But no. Yeah, so he was able to like cut into the phone call, started becoming really abusive, and then actually rocked up to the house. So she was speaking to him through the locked door, and then she agreed to speak to him on the porch while Packer stayed inside. They then started to argue... And Packer later said that he heard smacking sounds, oh. two screams, and a thud. He was really concerned, obviously, so he called the police. But he was informed that her home was actually out of their jurisdiction. No way. So they didn't they didn't even send like a police there. They just completely ignored it. So negligent. So negligent. Packer then phoned a friend and told him that if he was found dead, that Sweeney had done it. So Packer managed to go outside and he saw Sweeney in some nearby bushes and he was actually kneeling over Dominique. That's terrifying. Mm -hmm. That must have been so awful for oh, Packer. So traumatising. She was then transported to Cedars Sinai Medical Centre in LA where she was placed on life support, but she never gained consciousness. 
they did brain scans, which revealed that due to oxygen deprivation, because he had choked her, mm. and she had no brain activity. Mm. On November 4th, 19 days after her 23rd birthday... Oh, so young. So young, man. Her parents removed her from life support. Wow. And then they donated her kidneys and heart. So amidst all this tra- terrible tragedy, um, something good kind of did manage to come from it. Um, Dominic's mother, Ellen, went on to create a charity that advocated for justice and homicide victims. And she was recognised for her advocacy by the then president, George W. Bush. Uh, one silver lining of this story is how much of a badass Dominic's dad was in getting revenge. He was a legend. Uh, I know. He was some Liam Neeson. <laughs> Shit. I will find you. Honestly. <laughs> I ruined him, he said. I've ruined his career. This is about the judge. He went from superior court to juvenile court to traffic court to no court, and that was all me. I think that was because the judge really butchered the case, and he he only gave him, like, I think he gave him six years for manslaughter. Six years for manslaughter. No, but get this, he only served three years. That's fucked up. Mm -hmm. That's a fucked up judicial system. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back to Dominic's dad. When it came to his daughter's murderer, Sweeney was released in 1987 and he went straight back to his career as a chef he got a job at the high profile restaurant at the chronicle in santa monica so dominic's family started handing out flyers that said the food you cooked was killed by a murderer yes he was shortly fired after sweeney then fled la it wasn't until the 90s the dunn family would hear about sweeney again Dominic, which is her father, was contacted by a doctor in Florida who claimed that he'd read an article about the family. The doctor was concerned because his daughter had just become engaged to a chef named John Sweeney. It turns out it was the same John Sweeney. Yeah, you'd be terrified. Mm. And I suppose as well then there's not as much media coverage. No. So you might read about it in a paper and then it kind of goes away. Yeah. Uh, we don't have the don't have the internet. God no. Yeah. So, Dominic's brother Griffin contacted the woman himself and convinced her to break off the engagement. Sweeney then left the area again and changed his name. Dominic Dunn later admitted to having him trapped and stalked. What a legend. Legend. That's how dads should bat for their daughters. Yeah, Go to fucking war for their daughters. Oh, yeah. Like, John Sweeney was like, I think I'll have a nice day today. Dominic's like, no, not on my watch. No, 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 thank you. So, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. The second death in the franchise occurred when 12-year-old Heather O'Rourke passed away. Heather played the youngest freeling sister, Carol Ann. We're there here. Carol Ann. Oh. They're here. You do it so much better. <laughs> oh, she was so sweet. She was beautiful. beautiful. So beautiful. little and so Angelic. young. Had so much life ahead of her. Heather was born on the 27th of December, 1975. So she was a Capricorn, which we love. In San Diego, she had an older sister, Tammy, who was also an actress, and this is how she was originally discovered by Steven Spielberg himself. On the record, it said that he saw her eating lunch with her family in the studio cafeteria. She was actually chosen over our icon, Drew Barrymore. Oh, our queen. Our queen. But, so Drew actually got given the part in E.T. instead. Amazing, though. Which is great for everyone. Yeah, it's great for us because... Well, it's great for Drew. Yeah. Because who knows what may have happened. If exactly. She'll be doing her little, um, little <laughs> show. <laughs> the sweetest woman in Hollywood. We should talk about her one day. Oh, next. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So this is quite sad, but Heather's parents were quite poor before the daughters made it big and they lived in a trailer park. So eventually, when they'd made enough money from their daughters' careers, they were able to purchase a property in Big Bear Lake. 
And this is where Heather contracted giardiasis, which I believe is like a, some type of gastroenteritis. Yeah, it comes from well water. Yeah. Yeah. So she was given cortisol injections that made her face swell up. On January the 31st in 1988, she began exhibiting flu-like symptoms before she collapsed and suffered cardiac arrest, which is so sad for such a young girl. Um, Heather was revived before she was taken into surgery, only to have another cardiac arrest when she came out. She was declared dead at 2.43 that afternoon from cardiac arrest, and it was revealed later that she had septic shock from a bowel obstruction. The head of gastroenterology at the University of California has said that her death was distinctly unusual. So basically he said that it was really odd that she didn't have lifelong symptoms of her bowel defect, but he also said that the infection could have caused her bowel to rupture. Heather's mother recalled seeing her daughter appear before her while her daughter was still in the other room with the doctors. She reportedly said to her mother, I'm not coming back. Oh, that's so dark. That just gave me full body chills. So may Miss Heather O'Rourke rest in peace. Oh, rest your soul. So yet another tragedy that occurred after another the holding us. Another Sorry, one. Um, so yeah, another tragedy that occurred after the filming of the Poltergeist films. So there was a second film that was made, and on this movie, Poltergeist 2, there was an actor named Will Sampson. He was an Indigenous man. He was an experienced shaman, and he picked up on some really bad vibes during filming. He decided to do an exorcism on the set, and it's reported after this that the problem stopped. However, Sampson passed away the following year, 1987, from kidney failure. He did have some previous health issues beforehand, but nothing major, major. that would have contributed to it. At this point, <laughs> at this point, I'm like, this is just taking, like, come on, this is awful. I think that we just need to stop now. Stop the There really is a curse. So another actor from Poltergeist 2, Julian Beck, who played the Reverend, died in 1985 before the movie's release. He was diagnosed with stomach cancer in 1983, but again, like, come on, mm. come on. Is it coincidence? Or is it the curse? Is it the curse? I don't... What are you leaning towards at this point? The curse. The curse. Absolutely the curse. Mm. Poltergeist 3 wasn't any better. Mm. There was... Stop! <laughs> now! For fuck's sake. <laughs> there were several special effects malfunctions, including an underwater scene that left the stuntman's shin shredded. Ooh. <laughs> and another accident where director Gary Sherman broke his leg. Fuck me. The film was set in Chicago at the John Hancock Tower where over 100 people famously died building the tower. Jesus, it's like Who the pyramids. Whose idea was this? Whose idea was this? I think Why? These fucking hack job directors. Literally. Looking for a cash grab. What? After all these happenings, would you then be like, okay, I think we're going to go film in a building where 100 people die. This, this feels like this feels like the place. This is I a don't want to think too plain, but I feel like... <laughs> I feel like they kind of bought this on themselves at this point. What were you wearing? (laughs) (laughs) So crook. So yeah, over a hundred people died in the tower. During the filming, the building engineer who was given the role of helping the film's production staff was found dead in his chair mid-shift. Although no foul play was thought to have occurred. So what the fuck happened there? I don't know. Well, they say, oh, we thought it wasn't foul play, but no. Was it the poltergeist? Was it the poltergeist of Caroline? <laughs> so that is so creepy. And there's another. Another creepy incident. Another creepy incident. <laughs> uh, the actress Zelda Rubenstein was on set when she got a sudden psychic premonition that her mother had died. 
There's actually a photograph taken at this exact moment that shows a bright halo around Zelda's face. I also read that after this photo was taken, she saw lights randomly for weeks on yes. it afterwards. Oh. Um, and her mother actually did die yeah. at the exact time that the photo was taken. So this wasn't exactly during filming, but Lou Perryman played Pugsley in the original Poltergeist film. What a name. What a name. Pugsley, where did they come up with that? Yeah. Uh, in 2009, he was murdered with um, an axe in his own home. The murderer was a 26-year-old man who had recently been released from prison for armed robbery. This is awful. And then we have one last incident that people have linked to the film, is that Richard Lawson, and just a weird side um, fact, mm. I'm pretty sure he's dating Beyonce's mum, Tina. Okay, obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> so he played Ryan in the first film and he narrowly escaped a plane crash. In 1992, he was on board a flight that killed 27 passengers Jesus. on board. But 27 like, feels like another, another funny number. Well, yeah, it's a 27 club. Yeah. And even with that, they say the reason why so many people die when they're 27 is because that's when most people's... Is it Saturn return? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. the year of our Saturn return. This oh, is ours. Oh, why, no. why I think, oh, maybe that's why things are so shit. <laughs> So much sense. It makes so much sense. So anyway, guys, that is um, some of the... That's everything. Yeah, the tragedies and not so much scandals, but oh. some of the incidents that occurred around the Poltergeist film. So what are your thoughts? Do you think it was cursed? 100% cursed. I just, I think it's... It's the corpses that really, like, drills home Yes. Me. The corpses, the Indian burial ground, those two... Those two, factors, <laughs> those two factors are just, you know, doomed for failure. They just created this... Doomed awful, for cursory. This awful pregnancy that was yeah. the Poltergeist <laughs> franchise. Mm. Fuck the Poltergeist franchise. Fuck the Poltergeist franchise. Okay, let's round this off with a fuck one, marry one, kill one. Oh, so my favourite. <laughs> for you, Bridget, I have Snooki. <laughs> my icon. Matthew McConaughey. Ooh. What was he saying? Alright, alright. Alright, alright. Or Kelly Osborne. Oh. <laughs> okay, so who's the first one? Snooki. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna marry Snooki yeah, just for a laugh. Fair enough. I feel like that would be a very fun existence. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna fuck Matthew McConaughey on the. On the He'd be too annoying to be married. He would, yeah, yeah, but on the. Um, He's too much, I'm that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that dude. <laughs> Only if he says alright, alright, during the whole thing, As and then, <laughs> um, and then I'm sorry, I'm just gonna have to kill Kelly Osbourne. She's a little bit. Um, she gives me the shits. Yeah, anyway. me too. She really gives me the shits. Me too. She's a lot of beef with a lot of people too. Maybe we'll delve into that. Yeah. All right, I've got one for you. Oh God, here we go. Alec Baldwin, <laughs> Tilda Swinton. <laughs> And Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh God! Oh Lord! Oh Lord! Okay, I'm definitely killing Alec Baldwin. He murdered someone, didn't he? I don't know. I'm laughing. Oh, accidentally though. He's a real cunt. He's like a real yeah. No, he's a real piece of shit. So I'm definitely killing him. Okay. Bye. Bye. Uh, Benedict. Benedict. A Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna marry him. Mm. I feel like that'd be like he's quite clever. Yeah. He's he's, he's cute. He's beautiful mm. in his own way. Mm. Kind of somewhat. Beautiful. And then Tilda Swinton. I feel. She'd be a fox in the shape. She, I reckon. Yeah. I'd let her strap me for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with that. Okay. We're locking yeah. it in? Locking it in, Eddie. Locking it in, Eddie. Locking it in, Eddie. Locking it in, Eddie.
All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you learned a thing or 12 about this first fucking That was drive. fun. I feel a bit spooky now. I need to I sage know. the house. Sage the house. Sage this bush. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Bye.